This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Wednesday, October 20th, and this is the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your college football week. It is the third Wednesday of the month which means it's rankings refresh time at 24-7 Sports. A new updated top 24-7 for the 2022 class is out today, and we'll be discussing some of the big movers, some of the new five stars, a debate at quarterback, and more here on this show. And to do so, we're calling in some reinforcements for the debut appearances here on the podcast. National recruiting analysts Chris Singletary and Cooper Patagna. Cooper and Chris, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. It's it's been a minute. It's been a minute. You guys have just joined the the team at 24-7 Sports a few months back. And you know, we've been we've been angling to get you on. And and this is the perfect opportunity because this is our first refresh, our first update for this 2022 class midway through the season, right? A lot of these schools are now getting into their playoff conversations, like starting to get some seedings. We've we've been able to accumulate a lot of the the tape this fall. And and seen a lot of these players in person as well. Let's start with, with you, Cooper, um, and and maybe kind of give us an overarching process of what this evaluation has been like for this 2022 class, and, and what you like about some of these guys. Sure, it's uh, it's been a lot of moving parts, you know, between Chris, myself, and, and Gabe Brooks. Obviously, Chris and I getting started a few months ago, so acclimating ourselves. Uh, to this process and incorporating everybody into it, you know, so Steve, his input, obviously the regional team as well, Blair, which you're a part of. And I think it's, it's, it's really kind of incorporating all these moving parts. So what these guys have done this season, what did they do uh, over the summer in terms of camp and combines? What have they done in terms of multi-sport data, track and field data, uh, and, and really kind of incorporating that and then incorporating the live evaluation from the job that you guys have done and seeing these guys over the last two or three years in their high school career and how they've grown and how they've developed. So it's been really fascinating for us. I know Chris and I don't want to speak for him, but I know we've enjoyed it. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster, but it, it's been a lot of fun and, and looking forward to tomorrow. It should be a great day. Yeah. And you guys are on the other side of things. And and I do want to kind of preface this by saying that to our listeners that that Cooper and Chris have a lot of college personnel experience. They've been doing evaluations on the college side of things. Now they've joined the enemy and, uh, you know, they're, they're the ones ranking the players uh, for, for a national platform. And Chris, you played linebacker at Michigan. So you have a really good understanding of, of kind of what it takes to play at that, at that division one level. How much has recruiting changed? How much do you feel like evaluations have changed since, you know, way back when, when you added some nice little jewelry to your hand? Blair, you did not have to say way back when because you just aged me. But never mind. That's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny how much has changed. I mean, just technology, just social media, the data that you can get, 
all those things have changed uh, how you evaluate. You know, back when I was coming out, you know, and I know a lot of these guys and people maybe even listening to this might not even understand it, but you had VHS. So you had the VHS videotape is what you sent to schools where your coach would put together, uh, which are highlighting your two or three best games to get them to, to start uh, getting on their radar and start evaluating you. Well, now you got players that are using all different platforms of social media, whether it's Twitter, whether it is YouTube, it might even be sometimes guys uh, putting their film up on Instagram. So I think that part of it is is huge. I think it's a constant evaluation process where at one point in time, you didn't get recruited until the end of your junior year, starting your senior year. Now you're recruiting two classes in advance and you're starting to look at guys who are just now finishing their freshman year of high school and really starting to get them on campus. Unofficial visits have become more so the new official visit because the more times you can get on campus with a player, the more comfortable they are with you and the more comfortable you are as a program with getting to know that young man, knowing his family, you know, who are the decision makers, who are the champions uh, and, and going to help him to make the, the ultimate decision of where he's going to school and find out what makes him and that family tick. Um, so there are so many different things from the social media standpoint, from the relationship building standpoint, and then ultimately, you know, the fit, you know, how does he fit into the culture of that program? How is he fit from a scheme perspective? How much growth is left in his game from a from a playing standpoint? And then also from a physical standpoint, how is that young man going to go with the uh, with the preparation within the strength and conditioning program? So I think from from 1994, when I came out of high school to, to now in 2021 and 22, you know, it's 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 light years in terms of the advancement and access that schools and programs have in terms of, uh, you know, evaluating the right prospects. It used to be a one or two man show. Now you have, you know, five and 10 person departments. So it's it's big. It's a big deal. Hey, Chris, let the record show. I said way back when you you went specific on the date. So you, <laughs> you, you're you aging yourself, my friend. Uh, oh, I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> all really good points there. And I feel like there are so many layers now to the evaluation process when you are able to project these players, when you're trying to, you know, look down the road four or five years to the NFL draft and, and possible NFL upside. And, and there's so many things to take into account. And I think, like you mentioned, with the technology, every player has now, it seems like a, a huddle or some sort of video feed uh, where you're able to see them essentially hours after they just completed their high school game. We have all the camps and the showcases. We have boots on the ground. You know, I think more so than ever where we're able to see players in person and, and just immediately get a, some nice feedback. So th there's a lot of different areas there. And, and I think we're able to really gather as much information as possible to bring out these new updated rankings over at 24-7 Sports, the new top 24-7. Let's start with some of those new five-star our prospects, 11 of them, Cooper. Is there one or the other? And, and I can invite our listeners to check out the full list over at 24-7 at Sports. But, but is there a, a couple guys that you're really excited about and, and you know, it kind of excited to see them have that new fifth star next to their name? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, the one for me that, that stands out has stood out throughout the process has been Harold Perkins, uh, linebacker from Side Park. I mean, obviously just athletically, uh, he's exceptional, and I think he's pretty rare. You know, about six to two and a half, just over two hundred pounds. But clocked a four four nine uh, sometime over the last two years. Uh, this is a guy who's a three phase player, extremely productive on the offensive side of the ball. Really excited about how, how he projects to the linebacker position at the next level. Uh, so Harold Perkins certainly a guy that we're excited about. I think another one would be Keontae Goodwin, uh, the Kentucky commit out of Charleston and uh, Indiana. And this is a guy just a massive 
frame. We've kind of seen this trend in the NFL uh, with the Makai Beckton's, but six, seven plus uh, guy who's extremely light on his feet, really good body quickness, foot quickness, and, and really just a wide radius how he plays that position. I think these type of guys are, are really rare. And then, you know, a third one for me, I think, Chris, I don't mean to steal your thunder here, but going to the quarterback position, I know we're going to talk about this one a little bit more, but Drew Aller, you know, I think he's just really special in terms of the toolkit that he has and the physical traits that he has and, you know, an underrated part of his game. And I know we're going to get into him a little bit more later, but the mobility and his ability to play off schedule and off platform is kind of the modern day NFL prototype of what we've seen. So he's taken this leap. It, it, it's a guy that we've long been intrigued with. It's been really fun to kind of see his progression, his senior year, uh, and which is why he's earned uh, the status in the top 16 and as a five-star. Chris, when we have our, our rankings calls every Wednesday uh, leading up to a new refresh and, and, and kind of sorting through things, whenever you, you speak about defensive prospects, you get a little bit more excited. I know you're well-rounded. I know you loved it to watch some guys on the offensive side of the ball. But as a defensive guy, when you look at guys like Travis Shaw, a new five-star prospect, Xavier mm-hmm. Nwamka, a new five-star prospect, the safety from the state of Iowa, um, you know, even even a, a guy like Anthony Lucas from the state of Arizona, uh, you know, what what do you see? in some of those new five-star prospects? As they say, offense wins games and defense wins championships. So that's why I think uh, I'm a little bit more excited also having played defense. But I think when you bring up some of those guys, you know, like, you know, Xavier Wamka, you see a guy on the back end that not only is a true safety, but he can play, you know, cover down over the slot. He's also a factor in the run game where you can blitz him uh, in a run package and blitz packages, things of that nature. He also is able to, to cover man, and then also play in the deep middle or deep third. He's almost like a Swiss army knife to me from the safety perspective because of his length, his athleticism, um, having a, a, a multi-sport background, and then also being a guy that has tremendous phys- physicality. You know, he doesn't mind, as they say, putting his face in the fan and really coming up in run support or just hitting a guy across the middle to make sure those receivers start thinking about that. I think with Travis Shaw, the size and athleticism, I mean, six five plus, close to 330 pounds. You know, he plays in a two-point stance at times. He's also on a three-point. He can play on the edge in a three-four scheme as a, as a, as a you know, a four-eye or a five. He can play on the nose. He can play the three technique and a four-down front. He gives position versatility up and down on the defensive line that I know the Tar Heels at North Carolina are really, really excited about. And he still has so much growth left in his game not only from a, uh, a schematic standpoint and just learning the collegiate level of playing football, but also in the weight room, you know, to be that big and that, that athletic and also to be able to get down and play in a three-point stance, but also do it where you're playing in a flat, with a flat back allows him to generate so much power. And then he has, you know, agility when they're stunning. So I think, you know, those are two of the guys from the defensive side that, uh, that are exciting to me. Yeah, Anthony Lucas is is one player that I think we all maybe we're a bit torn on. I know the upside is there from a projection standpoint, his physical traits, close to 300 pounds, moves the way he does, and he's so athletic. I got to see him in person uh, about a month ago, and he was double teamed all night, and, and rightfully so, right? Like it, at the high school level, he's going to be able to dominate if you just match up a uh, mm-hmm. high school offensive lineman next to him. He's got a number of, of intriguing offers. He's still wide open with his recruiting process, A&M, Notre Dame, Bama, LSU, Miami, USC, you, you name it. He's still kind of in, in that mix. Uh, but he's one of those players that when you look at what he is now and what he could be, that's what really excites us. So he's going to be another one to monitor here as, as we continue to push I mean, and, and make Anthony, changes to the top 24-7. You are right. I mean, Anthony Lucas, to be 
you know, six four plus and two hundred and seventy five pounds or more. He is so light on his feet, and then you see that when they line him up at you know on the offensive side of the ball, and they throwing him jump balls and fade routes, and and to have soft hands and to be able to be move, you know, to be able to move and be so fluid, it's just a tribute to how athletic he is. And again, he he's even more so like Travis Shaw in the fact that he is legitimately whatever he wants to be. And God is going to dictate because of genetics and, and, and weight and strength. But I mean, he is, it's scary, you know, the upside that he has left in him and, and determining where he wants to go will also determine, you know, uh, how successful he is and what he wants to do from a, st- a standpoint of uh, defensive scheme and, and being able to uh, to reach his full potential. Yeah, a really exciting prospect. And speaking of exciting prospects, Cooper and Chris, quarterbacks, it's a debate that rages on, especially now that Quinn Ewers is in Columbus. He was formerly the number one quarterback in this 2022 class, obviously reclassified to, you know, get on campus early and, and start to, you know, make, make some money. I want to say it for the name, image, and likeness. And obviously it's a branding uh, decision for him. He's sitting out this year or, or at least not getting the, the starter minutes. Uh, but obviously, this quarterback situation now for the 2022 class leaves that opening to be the number one prospect in the class. For now, according to the 24-7 sports rankings, uh, it looks like Drew Aller has started to edge things out. But there's a few other guys up there. Uh, Kate Klubnick from Westlake High School in the state of Texas. Connor Wigman, another player from, from the state of Texas that's that's uh, headed to Texas A&M. Those two uh, are trying to push Drew Aller for number one. Cooper? right now as things stand I know that the battle is going to continue but what makes Aller the number one guy yeah I think you know when we talk about this I think you mentioned it earlier in the show it's it's trying to project these guys for five years down the line and I think that's what gives Aller the edge right now in terms of physically the tools that he possesses he's just different than everybody in this class uh 6'5 230 pounds plus uh, this is a guy for his size who moves very well within the pocket, has the ability to extend plays outside of the pocket, and has an extremely live arm, but not just arm strength, but has the ability as a three-level passer, has shown really good improvements in terms of timing, anticipation, uh, being able to throw the ball with touch. The arrow is up on him, and he's also not a finished product. So I think that that's what makes you excited with Aller, where the guy's pushing him, excuse me, in a, in a Cade Klubnik from Westlake, you like so much about his game. You know, we talk about intuition, instincts, these subtle pocket movements. He's so good in those areas of his game as well, being able to throw receivers open, being on time with the ball. I think that's really what you love about Cade Klubnik. Now, Aller has a little bit more wow to him, where I think Cade Klubnik plays the game within the game exceptionally well and has a really high floor. And that's not to take away from his tools. And then you have Connor Wigman from Brisbane in Texas, and he's just kind of a different guy. I think he fits exactly what Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies want to do at Texas A&M. He's a really good athlete. He, he makes a lot of things happen with his feet. I think the question with him moving forward, is he good enough a passer to beat you from the pocket if you take away his legs? Uh, and I think the, the answer to that question is yes. So you'll see where we have him tomorrow. Obviously, he wouldn't be that high unless we thought he was good enough as a passer. I think that overall is why Aller has that advantage. Really, you want to come in and, and really start trending upwards uh, in your college career. And I don't know if Aller's going to be the guy. I think from a physical tool set perspective, he can come into any offense in college day one 
and look like he belongs. But in terms of being able able to develop within the game, I think Aller is going to take just a little bit of time. He's going to need some time once he gets to to Happy Valley and Penn State. But uh, really excited about all three of these guys. I think all three of them are very different. But the one guy, I think at the end of the day, that really separated himself was like, okay, who's the dude that four or five years from now wouldn't surprise us if he's the guy walking across the stage, getting his name called first in the NFL draft. And that was undoubtedly Drew Aller. Yeah, Penn State commit Drew Aller. Right now, the only five-star quarterback in the 24-7 sports rankings. But if the rankings ended today, uh, both Wigman and Klubnik would be in that five-star range. There are 32 five-stars in every class. So far, there's only 15 in this 2022 class, so 17 more to sort out. The other two quarterbacks still in that range, so a lot to be decided. Chris, I know you know this, this class has dealt with a lot of adversity, right? Some of these players didn't get full seasons. Some played abbreviated seasons. Some had their seasons delayed till the spring. Some didn't even have a season. So uh, in terms of the showcases in the camps during the offseason, that's also been affected due due to the pandemic. And uh, I feel like from an evaluation standpoint, it's been maybe a little bit harder to gauge how true some of these projections could be. But now that we've had tape, now that we've been able to see a lot of these players in person uh, in a true environment, uh, we're getting some more information and we're starting to see more movement in the rankings. Is there one area when you're scouring through that tape, when you're looking at all these prospects that you feel really good about this 2022 class? And is is there maybe a weakness that that you see in this group as well? I think, you know, just like you said, the fact that some guys play, you know, some guys did not have that opportunity to play. Also the camp setting. So now as we try to get, you know, back to normal, you do see uh, everybody's almost a little bit more so on a level playing field. And so from that standpoint, you see guys that that are having tremendous growth that basically missed a year. So it was like almost out of sight, out of mind. And so now you're comparing apples to apples. And I think, you know, like I said, you see there's a there's a, t- a ton of growth and you see where, for example, like the defensive line position. I think there is tremendous depth up and down the defensive line. And it's a matter of just, you know, what is your flavor? What do you like? What do you need? What do you want? That's one of those positions where where you need the reps, right? Because these guys are typically bigger than other guys early on. And that's where you start projecting maybe some players ahead of others. But then you start to see others really surge, right? And really uh, kind of appear in the rankings because whether it's it's late developing physically or they just got bigger and stronger or they started to kind of grow into their bodies technique wise. I mean, that's, I think, where the pandemic has hurt some of these guys. And that's why we're seeing so much movement, some reshuffling in the top 24-7 because we're actually starting to see cream start to rise. Correct. Correct. And so, like you said, you see guys just body types change and then and then more reps in, in, in refining them, their skill set, whether it's, you know, pass rush, whether it's playing in a run game. You know, this guy used to be a, a defensive end. Now he's matured and he's put on 20 pounds and now he's a three technique. So all those different things have have, you know, had a, a, a positive effect on the defensive line group. And then just reps, just reps, seeing different blocks, how to play different blocks, how to play different schemes in terms of spread wide open offenses or playing, you know, in a conventional offense in terms of what you're defending uh, from a defensive perspective. So I think those guys in particular in the trenches, especially on the offensive defensive line, 
them missing time and not playing has affected some. And now that they're all playing, you see guys that have have drastically changed. And then you see some athletic ability uh, out of some guys that you didn't think that had it because you missed them for almost a year. So, you know, again, like I said, it was just you didn't, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You know, the, the last time you watched a guy and was able to evaluate it was on his sophomore film. Now you see him as a senior. You're like, man, this guy has has been working on his own. And now that we, you know, get to see him, whether it be in person or on film, he has definitely take his game, you know, taking his game to another level. Yeah, 100 percent. I, I completely agree with you, Chris. I think it's it's obviously a, a thing that, you know, we, we're starting to catch up with some of the, the, the information. We're starting to really gather as much things and it's allowing us now to compare and contrast a lot of these processes that maybe we didn't have that to, to be able to do it. So uh, the new update over at 24-7 Sports, the top 24-7 rankings, a refresh for the 2022 class. Cooper, before we go, anything that you're excited about for the next few weeks? I know we've got a couple more uh, weeks of high school football. We've got the all-star season where we're able gonna we're going to be able to see some of these guys face-to-face and, and match up against, uh, you know, elite on elite. Uh, and then, you know, a couple other months or so until the 2020 22 classes finalized uh, in Wednesday, uh, on that first Wednesday of, of February. Um, what are you going to be looking for? Is there anything specific or any maybe storyline that you're excited about? Yeah, I mean, I think for for Chris and I is just seeing these guys live. I mean, we we haven't really had that exposure yet just when we had started the job. So I know Chris is going down to Orlando for the Under Armour All-American Bowl. I'll be down in San Antonio uh, for the Adidas All-American Bowl. So super excited about that. And then I think, you know, as the process continues to unfold, uh, just the sheer volume of tape that we'll be pouring over. Super excited to, to kind of get through these class audits, you know, Power 5, G5, kind of see some of these guys who uh, maybe have, have slipped through the crack cracks a little bit. But um, super excited about even just getting getting to this point. It, it was a long process. But, um, you know, I think for us, that that final stamp uh, for us in the process will we'll come in January, seeing these guys live at the All-American Bowl. Uh, and I know that's going to be a lot of fun, not just the game, but the week of practice leading up to it, interacting with these guys and, and seeing them in person and, and kind of uh, body typing them and, and kind of seeing the way that they move. Uh, so I'm super excited about that process. I haven't really even gotten to do that on the, on the college side of things. Um, so that's going to be really unique for me and uh, really jacked up about that. National recruiting analysts Chris Singletary and Cooper Patagna. Thank you so much for joining us for for what could be the first of many many appearances here on the show. <laughs> Appreciate so, it, man. <laughs> Blah, <Blair. laughs> All right, thanks, thanks guys. Remember, you can follow them on Twitter C S I G fifty seven. That would be Chris, and then Cooper at C P E T A N T A G N A two four seven. For Chris and Cooper, I am Blair Angulo. Also, our producer Lance Flynn. You're listening to twenty four seven Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. And remember, a new top 24-7 for the 2022 class over on the website. Thanks so much. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.